Today I'm going to talk a little bit about McNeil Island. Now, I know that you think, well, that really doesn't have anything to do with USP Marion and you didn't have any contact with it, whatever. Okay. Um, McNeil Island was one of the three original penitentiaries. There was uh, United States Penitentiary at Leavenworth, Kansas, Atlanta, Georgia, McNeil Island, Washington, which is, by the way, the state that I'm from, Washington State. Um, had a lieutenant that, that did time at McNeil Island, and that's really my only connection to it. He, he talked about the place. There was a guy named uh, Creepy Carpus, who was one of the old 1930s, you know, Machine Gun Kelly, you know, uh, Mob Barker, shoot em up gangster types and creepy carpus uh, on McNeil Island used to drive the school bus for the children of the um, employees on McNeil Island and I, I always thought that was a funny story that he would tell that this guy named creepy carpus was driving the school bus for the for the kids there now the reason I wanted to even talk about McNeil Island was because there's this concept in state systems that that we thought was going to apply to federal uh, uh, inmates, but turned out it didn't. There's a thing called civil commitment of uh, dangerous, aggressive sexual offenders. Now, the first lady to ever be locked up under this concept was sent to McNeil Island, Washington State. She molested um, like a two-year-old or less than two-year-old child, uh, several of them as a matter of fact, but she was only convicted of one, sentenced to five and a half years. Now, this is how we thought it would work in the federal system as well, but it turned out it didn't. We'll talk about that in a bit. What happened to her was at the completion of her sentence, she was still deemed to be a danger to the public. So what they did was that they civilly committed her indefinitely. Now remember, she was convicted in 1990 and she served her five and a half year sentence. So that would have been, you know, somewhere in 1995, 1996. And she would have normally have gotten out of prison at that point, but she was civilly committed and sentenced or sent to McNeil Island. They have some special uh, center there and it's not run by the Department of Corrections, but by the Washington State Department of Health. And the people that work there are not correctional officers, they're nurses and doctors. And the fence that's all the barbed wire and the uh, razor wire actually around it is a barrier, it's not a fence. And the people that are committed there are not prisoners, they're residents. This is this 1984 Newspeak stuff, you know, that George Orwell talked about. If you change the, um, if you change the language, you change the thought process behind it. So what they're trying to tell you is that this lady was not incarcerated. She was just a resident in a facility uh, but it still means you can't leave and you're locked up and you got to eat whatever it is that they tell you that you got to eat. So, um, sounds to me like a prison and a prisoner, but uh, they don't call you convict anymore. So anyway, <clears throat> um, this McNeil Island, well, the, the lieutenant that I had that, that worked there, he, uh, 
he was transferring to a new place and then he was going to retire. And so he had this um, pot that we were all supposed to put some money into for this party of his and I didn't put any money into it because A, I was never going to see the guy again and B, you know, it was like he's alright. He wasn't the greatest or the worst lieutenant I ever had. He told a few interesting stories about, you know, McNeil Island and he played the lotto and had these weird theories that went with it and stuff but I didn't put anything into this this kitty and back in those days he explained it to me hey look this could have serious implications for your future promotion this could have implications for overtime because you know the other lieutenants there made the decisions as to who got overtime and who didn't back then uh, the way it worked was there was no overtime list. It was just, hey, I'm going to call my, my buddy Officer Jones or Officer Smith and ask him if he wants overtime. Um, they did other things too, like sometimes we would have extra personnel for whatever reason. And rather than just have them do random security checks or something, they would have this little lotto in the lieutenant's office and the winner of the lotto got to go home. You know, it was like free leave or something like that. So the, it, wasn't, it wasn't the bureau that I know today. Um, you know, now you want overtime, they put you on a list and they have to start at the top of the list and they can't skip anybody. Um, sick and annual is rotated instead of the same guy gets it all the time because for whatever reason we don't like him or he, uh, he's a new guy, whatever. You know, they don't do that sort of thing anymore either. Oh, and by the way, what you're looking at here is rice. This is hundreds of acres of rice behind me here uh, in this little uh, tropical banana republic paradise. So, I thought I would talk about this civil commitment which you may not have heard of. Now, it does not apply to the federal system and we thought it did and when they first passed the law and so what we were doing was we were documenting all the the weirdos that exposed themselves to the to the staff and we were busting them for it all the time and the idea was is that we would prove that this guy is an aggressive um, sexual deviant and that he should be civilly committed at the end of his federal sentence we can't the, the U.S. Supreme Court said it only applies to the states. It doesn't apply to the feds. So what we have to do then is transfer them to the state for any state crime that they may have to serve time for after they serve time for their federal crime and hopefully the state could get these people um, civilly committed to protect you and me, the public, because you know some of these sentences are just not nearly long enough to burn out this this perversion that some of these people have. I mean, you know, you really want to set the guy loose after three or four years after he raped some children, you know. But that's the that's the federal law. That's uh, according to the U.S. Supreme Court. Only the states can enforce it, like Washington State does now at McNeil Island. They took it over in the in the uh, 2000s, I believe. From the, from the feds, or could have been earlier than that, but the, the state has taken it over. And McNeil Island itself, the place where 
Creepy Carpus was at, and oh, the Birdman Alcatraz was at the same place before he went to Alcatraz. Um, didn't do any of his bird um, research or anything there on McNeil Island, but he was there. Um, so, yeah, the place has a long and storied history. It was over 130 years as a federal prison before it was transferred over to the state. And now it's been decommissioned altogether. You still can't go there though. I mean, it's uh, it's prohibited to the general public probably because of this, this special um, unit for aggressive sexual offenders. And there you go, that's civil commitment. And remember, they're not prisoners, they're residents. <laughs> and it's not a prison, it's a facility. Same damn thing. And uh, oh, and, and these places are open-ended. And that lady, the first one that was committed, the first female that was ever committed in Washington State, she got out in 2019. She started her sentence in 1990 and she was finally released to basically house arrest in 2019. Thanks for watching.